Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Come on, that's it. Give him some praise as he is our strength. Like none other, Holy Father, today we bless you. We come to you because you are indeed our strength, Lord. We come to you, Lord, with empty pictures before a full fountain. Father, we don't know what next week holds for us, but God, because you are our strength, Lord, we believe, God, that we can make it. We welcome your presence here today. Mm. We acknowledge, God, that you are almighty God. In fact, God, you're the only true living God. And we thank you, Father, for who you are in our midst today. We pray, God, for release of our shot, of your spirit in the room on today. Have your way. Bring every spirit subject to your will and to your way. Move in our hearts, Lord. Moving our minds, moving our situations and our circumstances, moving our bodies. We pray, God, that you would be glorified in the service on today. We commit everything into your hands right now, Lord. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, put those hands together for the Lord, everybody. That's it. Put those hands together. Tell him thank you. That's it. Tell the Lord thank you. Praise God. You may be seated. We bless the Lord on this morning. Amen. We thank God for the praise and worship team. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Praise God. Our God is greater. Look at your neighbor and say, my God is greater. Hallelujah, Jesus. And because he's greater, he is my strength. I want the greater one to be my strength. Amen. So we thank God for, amen, the praise and worship, amen, that was rendered to us on this morning. We welcome you that are online on this morning being with us. God bless you. Our online family, we believe that God has something in store for us on today as we get ready to go into the word of God. Amen. I could think of nothing better today than to be in the word of God. Amen. I want to say this to those of you that are here, amen, in advance, um, happy Valentine's Day, amen, to all of the wonderful women and the, those of you that are online, amen, we want to wish you a happy, joyous, and a loving Valentine's Day. You all are so beautiful and so gracious. You're special in our lives. All of you women, you're special in our lives. And we just want you to know that we love you so much. Appreciate God for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hand together for the women. <clears throat> Amen. Our Valentine. I'm so glad that I don't have to. I, I'm, 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 hopefully, I don't have to ask my wife to be my Valentine anymore. Amen. She's been my Valentine for 48 years. Going on 49 years now, and amen, a very, very gracious Valentine, amen. And I just bless the Lord so much for her. 
in her lovely red and black and white. Amen. I love you so much, dear. I love you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, let's get ready to go into the word of God. Amen. While I'm still ahead, <clears throat> we want to go into the word of God. We thank God for those of you that are here with us in the service on this morning. Those of you that are visiting, we thank God for you being in service with us on this morning. <clears throat> I have a word that I want to share with us. I know it seems proper to say with you, but most of the time when I'm preaching, I'm not just preaching to you all, I'm preaching to myself also. So the word that I want to share on this morning is not just for you, but it's for us. God has been really dealing with me concerning this now for the last week. In fact, I had this message that touched my heart maybe some time ago, but the last week, God has really had my attention focused on this message, and I, I want to sort of share it with you. <clears throat> I do apologize that I don't have a Valentine's Day message but um, that's all right. If you can hear God, it'll help your Valentine's Day be better. Amen. Let's go to the book of Nehemiah. I've been in Nehemiah now for some this year. God has had me in the book of Nehemiah, and um, I can't, for some reason, can't seem to get away from it. So we're going to go back to Nehemiah, the fourth chapter, and um, the sixth and we're going to probably go through the 14th verses there. And Nehemiah 4 and 6 said, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind <coughs> to work. We shared with you a couple of weeks ago concerning the people having a mind to work. And then we also shared with you working together for a cause. But let's go into the seventh verse. But it came to pass that when Sanballat the Tobiah and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth. I want you to look at the sequence here. This was after, amen, the people of Jerusalem had gotten a mind to work and began working on the wall. They met upon opposition. <clears throat> and... They were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder the work. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burden is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work 
to see. I want you to see the nature of the opposition here. And it came to pass on the 12th verse, and it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore I set in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. I want you to look at this scripture here because this scripture here really depicts a lot of us as believers here as we journey in our walk with God. Here we find Nehemiah, as we've so uh, uh, discussed it recently, Nehemiah here realized the condition of Jerusalem. And he gathered together the men of Jerusalem and told them the condition. And after speaking to them concerning the condition of Jerusalem here, the Bible said they rallied together and declared, we're going to build a wall. Not only did they declare that they were going to build a wall, the Bible said they came together according to the sixth verse, and the Bible said, so built we the wall. Why? Because the men, we all had a mind to work. <laughs> if you're going to do anything for God, we got to all get together and have a mind to work together. Look at your neighbors and we can make it together. Uh, so we have here uh, the Jerusalem the people of Jerusalem here having a mind to work. And the Bible said they began to build the wall. In the midst of their building, in the midst of their working, uh, they met upon opposition. The Bible said Sanballat, Tobias, uh, the Arabians, the Ammonites, and the Abdodites uh, all came up against them. Now, I want you to see something. And I have to be careful because I don't want to get to the end of my message before the beginning. But I want you to see here, <laughs> many times, can, can I take my time, y'all? Many times in our walk with God, we experience an overwhelming visitation from God to do and to be. Has anybody ever been there? You feel like David said, I believe I can run through troops and you know, leap over walls. Have anybody ever been there? It seems like the power of God just comes down and, and overshadows you and, and God begins to speak to you and give you victories and, and different things. And, and I want you to understand something because uh, uh, as we have been dealing in our lives recently, we can see the hand of God has been moving. Uh, I believe last week, Pastor Carlene, she, she taught a very powerful lesson. I was not here, but I was online. And, and she taught a very, very powerful lesson concerning, uh, amen, the cycles that are broken in our lives. 
I don't know about you, but I, I, I received that word because I do know that there were cycles um, that were in my life that I know that I needed God to break. How many of you are witness with that? And, and, and I also understand that when God sends a word, uh, what he wants us to do is to embrace it. And I believe that as a result of that word, many folk embraced that word on last week uh, concerning the cycles being broken. And there are many things that God has done in and through and for our lives. And if I were to give this mic on today, I would have a number of testimonies that can testify about the great things God has done for you. Now, let me share something with you. Now, I want you to understand this. It's very important for the believer to sometime sit down and reminisce about the good things God has done. Let me, let me show you because now, I don't know about you, Shernette, but seems like I don't have to sit down and try to recall the negative things that happened. They just seem to overtake you. You, you. you have them sometimes, you know, going good, you know, and all of a sudden the negative, you remember this? Come on. But let me share something with you now. As believers and, and those that are aspiring to, to honor God and to have the hand of God continue to working in your life, sometimes it's good to sit down and remind yourself of the good thing that God has done for you. How many of God, you, God, have ever done any good thing for you? You found yourself in some deep, dark places and seemed like from out of nowhere God brought you through. You found yourself in some places sometimes that you just didn't see to seem to see your way. But when you look back, all of a sudden, you're out of something that you thought at one time you cannot, could not get through. It's good. To remind yourself of what God has done. But let me share something with you. Let, let, let me close this for now. Let me share something with you on this morning. Even though God has done some great things for us. Even though many of us have embraced the word that have come forth concerning the cycles that are broken. <laughs> Even though many of us can sit down and remind ourselves of the many victories that God has wrought in our lives. I want to serve notice on you on this morning that one thing is for sure, the devil has not given up yet. Okay. Look at your neighbors that the devil haven't given up on you yet. I wish I could say that, but the devil has not given up on you yet. <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight with somebody? I don't know about you, but been in a fight with somebody or tussle with somebody and you've beaten them and they just keep on fighting? And you say, well, why, why do they keep fighting? You, 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 you've already beaten them, but they just can't seem to keep on fighting. You see, that's the way the devil is. The devil, you, you can beat him over here, but it seems like he never quits. He keeps right on coming. 
Now, 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 that's an awesome truth inside of that we need to understand. Because a lot of times we can get so caught up in our victories that we forget that the devil haven't stopped fighting yet. Come on. As much as God had done for these children of Israel here, they'd gotten together and, oh, my God, I could imagine Nehemiah was saying, my God. Oh, when I told them about the walls, they immediately responded and said, let's go. And you know what, sometimes, you know, when we are preaching, when we are ministering and we are working and we, we get the people together and they say, okay, yes, that's it. Bishop, we're going. But you know what I found out, Pastor? While that is good, just because we decide that we're going to work for God does not mean that the devil will take up all of his tools and bags and walk away now. Let me show you something. <laughs> the devil does not respect what God does in our lives. Okay. He acknowledges it, but he doesn't respect it. The devil can sit right in here and watch you get a breakthrough from God. Mm. <laughs> And oh my God, you 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 got your breakthrough, or, or or even you know you got you got somebody laying hands on you, you get a healing. The devil, okay, he can acknowledge that, but do you think he just 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 well, okay, but that's it. Let me quit. No, you can get a breakthrough right now from God, and I guarantee you, by the time you leave the service, the devil is right there nagging at you again. Come on. Let, let, me, let me do this. I, I, let me give you my subject for today. Y'all hear me talking and don't even know my subject. Let me, my subject for today is this ain't going down without a fight. Come on. I can see the devil working. And you know what, Pastor, sometimes it can become discouraging when you see a move of God. And when you see folk, you know they've gotten a breakthrough. <clears throat> but a day or two later, you see the attack of the enemy, and in the midst of the attack, folk lose their fight. Come on. If there's one thing I want to challenge us with today is to develop a fighting mentality. Listen, saints can fight. And I'm not talking about getting you no know, boxing ring and these type of things. I'm talking about spiritually. We've got to learn how to fight because the devil is not quitting. He's not giving up. You can dance the house down here on today, but by the time you get home, the devil is throwing something at you to cause you to lose your joy. But if you don't have some fight down on the inside, come on. 
Now, I've been saved for over 50 years, and I'm not just teaching something because I read it in the Bible. I'm teaching something because I know what I've experienced in my own life. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I've learned, Brother Kofi, you got to fight in order to get what you want. Anybody ever been there? You, you, you want something? You got you to fight? You got to fight those doubts. You got to fight what people are saying. You got to fight those insecurities. And you you, you got to fight sometimes to get what you want. But let me share something with you. Along with that, sometimes you got to fight to keep what you get. Come on. You see, what we do, we fight to get what we want. And once we get what we want, then we'll drop our guard. But if you don't fight to keep what you get, what you get may not last no more than a day or two. You got to fight just as hard to keep it. Sometimes as it is to get it. And God is saying, let's not let this go down without a fight. Mm -mm. There are some things that I, as bishop, of this house I get I'm tired of okay and when I say that I'm saying because I, I know what God spoke concerning the ministry when we came back here and um, I've lived through the thrusts the time that we had these great thrusts. But I've also lived through the oppositions, come on, that have come against what God has spoken. And I will be the first to tell you that many times in the midst of the up and the downs, I've had wavering emotions. God, did you really say you know, why is this happening? Why does God seem like that? As soon as we get here, something happens. Come on. But you know what, Brother Gary? I've come to the point now that I say, you know what? I don't care what happened. It ain't going down without a fight. Come on. If God said it, I'm going to hang in here until it happens. Come on. I'm not going to let the attacks of the enemy cause me to lose focus on what God has said. Let me show you something here. One thing the devil does not want us as people of God to embrace it's confidence in what God is either saying or doing. That's why he attacks you so quickly. You could get blessed, but before you uh, uh, become settled in the blessing, he attacks you before you get confidence in God. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, did God really, did God really do that? Or, 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 or he, he doesn't want you to get confidence. But you ought to look at your neighbor on today and say, I have confidence that my God is greater. Come on. He don't want you to have confidence in God. But let me show you. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, and the 11th verse, Paul here was talking to the church at Corinth, and he was sharing with them concerning a situation that was going on in the church. And the Bible says in the 11th verse of the second chapter of 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul said, uh, lest Satan would gain an advantage over us. We are not ignorant of his devices. Let me show you something here. One of our problems in the body of Christ is we don't take time to understand the devices of the enemy that he uses against us. Here Paul said, now I'm dealing with the situation. I'm dealing with the circumstance. And I understand that if I don't deal with this properly, the devil will gain an advantage in my life. But Paul said, now, but I want you to understand, I'm not ignorant of Satan's device. Now, we take that, and we can run with that, but I want you to understand, that was Paul's testimony. I wonder how many of us can say that I am not ignorant of Satan's devices. Do you understand how the enemy comes against you and gains the upper hand in your life? If we don't sometimes sit down and, you, you, you know what, sometimes... And this is what God has had me doing. Sometimes you need to sit down and, 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 and understand. It seems like this is how the devil always fight me. Anybody ever? You see, because let me show you something. If the devil is winning in a certain way in your life, he's going to keep on doing that until you put up the right resistance. But we get so caught up on you feeling better that we don't stop long enough to say, you know what? The devil always come with the same type of situation in my life. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because you have not made yourself aware. You see, when we become aware of the enemy's devices, you know what? It positions us not to set up safeguards against him when he comes back. Because let me share something with you. The devil may leave you for a moment, but believe you me, he's going to come back. If he did it with Jesus, the Bible said after Jesus was tempted of the enemy in the wilderness, the Bible said he left him, but only for a season. That means he's going to come back. But if you don't sit down and understand what he was using when he came, he'll come back with the very same thing and knock you off again. Why is it that you think sometimes we get knocked out by the same thing? Because we have not understood and studied his devices and set up safeguards in our lives so that when he comes back again, we can say like Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh, but he finds nothing in me. No, no, everything. Is in order. The devil 
is very strategic. Let me show you something. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and the tenth verse, or the eleventh verse, we go to the eleventh verse, sixth chapter, and the eleventh verse, it says, put on the what? Whole armor of God. Now, I want you to understand, and, and, and I need us to understand something here because here Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus and, and he'd given them this great dialogue from the first chapter all the way through the sixth chapter about the great things that God is in their lives and, and how God has moved and turned their lives around and all of these kind of things and then now he gets to the sixth chapter and he said now in the midst of all of that put on the whole armor of God why why is it necessary for us as believers to wear armor? He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? Stand against what? The wilds of the devil. In other words, Paul here was giving them a, a heads up. Said, listen, the devil is going to come. Out of all of I told you about what God is doing and how powerful God is in your life, you still need to understand the devil don't care. He's going to still come, and you've got to put on the whole armor of God because he's going to come and understand that the wilds of the devil are the strategic uh, 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 attacks. The devil don't just come with you with anything. He's strategic. He attacks me totally different than he attacks my wife. Why? Because he understands those things about me that he can get under my skin. So the devil is strategic. But if I don't understand that, I will still leave myself vulnerable. Every time the devil comes, I side. Oh, God. Mm. There are times when I, I know I can see God working in individuals' lives. I can see God moving. I can see the hand of God. But then that sometimes you look and, and you see a day or two later, boom. And you wonder why. It wasn't because they didn't receive the word and got a, a, a hold of God, but it's because they did not position themselves and prepare themselves for the attack. Let me show you something. The devil is not only strategic in his attacks, he's also strategic in his timing of attack. <laughs> if you notice warfare, warfare, one of the strategies of warfare is proper timing of attack. Okay, when <laughs> America was dealing with this situation with 9-11 and uh, uh, they was going after Osama bin Laden, the military strategy was to attack at a particular time. Why? Because uh, the object of the attack is more vulnerable at a particular time. I want you to see, look at something here now. You see, the devil understands 
your modus operandi, your modes of operation, how you carry yourself. So what he does, he will select the right time when he know Gary is most vulnerable and then he'll attack. There's strategy in that because if the devil can get you, <laughs> have you ever been here? And, and, and I, I've noticed this in my life. Maybe this is just for me. Have you ever been here that sometimes uh, the very time, Michelle, when you get to the point where, you know what, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready to, I'm ready. I hear you, and I know what you got for me, and I'm ready to go. Have anybody ever been here? It seems like at that very time, not the very moment that you say it, because sometimes the devil will sit back and, and let you say it. But by the time you get home, bam. He's strategic in his timing. He don't want that thing to get in your heart. You see, you can get in service. Everybody ever been in service and oh, the power of God moving. And oh God, oh God, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve you. God, I'm ready to do. God, I hear you. God, I'm ready to let it go. God, I'm ready. And you can genuinely mean that. And the devil will sit back and he'll, you know, okay, let him have a good time, okay. But the devil understands that now she's going to drop her guard between here and home. So what he'll do, he'll attack you. Before that thing could get settled in your heart, And sometimes you begin to question yourself. Did you really mean it yourself? Anybody ever been there? But the Bible said, Paul said, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. There are times that the devil, devil attacks us when God do things in our lives. You, you know, let, me, let me show you. God could even speak a word. You know, God's going to give you a breakthrough. God, I'm speaking healing in your body. Okay. <laughs> the devil will attack you if it don't happen instantly. Maybe it's not going to happen. Anybody been waiting on anything from God for a period of time? And that you, you, you felt in your heart, and you know, maybe there was a time that God spoke to you and said it was going to happen. Come on. I want you to understand something. Because see, see what the devil will do, the devil will play on your mind and your emotions. It hadn't happened yet. Oh, yeah, you know, they pray. They laid hands on you this morning and, 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 and look at you. You, you, you. You're still dealing with the same thing. No, 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 no. Just because you don't see it does not mean that it's not there. I want you to understand something. God spoke to the children of Israel. said, I'm going to 
do this for you, and I'm going to do that for you, and, and I'm going to give you this land. In fact, he told Abraham and told, reminded of Jacob and all of that. But I want you to understand something. 420 years, they were in Egyptian bondage. Can you imagine them keeping, but God, you said it. You said you were going to do this. You said you were going to do that. But it did not happen. Did it decrease the power of God? You see, sometimes if it doesn't happen when you think it, it ought to happen does not mean that God is not God now or that God's attention is turned away from you. Come on, God's attention was still towards the children of Israel. In fact, if you look at it, the Bible said God called them to prosper even in the midst of their captivity. Even in the midst of you waiting, God still know how to strengthen you in the midst of it. But you can't let the devil cause you to lose hope just because it hadn't happened yet. Come on. See, that's where you got to fight. Come on, devil. No, 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 no. I know I want this. I... It hadn't happened yet, but God is still God. God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. Come on. And he is still my God. Come on. And greater is he that is what? In me. than he that is in the world. You see, the devil never stops fighting. Uh, uh, um, I used this term once, and uh, um, I want to share it with us again. The devil uses something called attrition. That's A-T-T-R-I-T-I-O-N, attrition. And attrition is the constant wearing down of a thing that it would lose its strength or its resistance. If you keep on wearing and, and wearing and wearing down on it, you, you, you know, you can come, oh, yeah, come on. You know, I'm ready. Come on, I'm ready. I, I got you. And it keeps on coming. Yeah, come on, I, I got you now. Uh, you know, you, you, you ease up a little bit. And if it keeps on coming and coming, after a while, you lose your fight. See, that's what the devil would do a lot of times with us. He'd keep on wearing at you and keep on wearing at you. That's why I was sharing with you, the devil don't, don't know how to stop. You, you know, you, you beat him, but he keep on coming. He just keep on coming. He, you, you beat him and hurt him again, but he keep right on coming. He, he, he knows that if he, he keeps on coming after a while, you get tired. And he got you. But as believers, we need to learn how to fight. Yes, sometimes, uh, Sidarius, we need to tell the devil, we need to tell this circumstance, we need to tell this situation. No, listen, you know, it ain't going down like this without a fight. Come on. Come on, we, 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 we lose fight too easy. Come on, no, no, no. Believers ought to be fighters. We're warriors. Look at your neighbor and say, we're warriors. 
We'll sing the song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord uh, until we started getting under attack and then we're ready to run and tuck our tail. No, I'm a soldier. Soldiers fight. Come on. Soldiers are warriors. If we don't learn how to be warriors, the devil will pit us off. Come on. Everybody shout out. Look at what God, look at what, what happened here. And I got to finish. Look at, look at the story here of Nehemiah. <laughs> he got the people together. And they were really ready to work. In fact, they started working. The Bible said in the sixth verse, so built we the wall. We started building the wall. But while they were building, Sanballat and Tobias and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Astrodites, they came together and launched an attack against them while they were working. Come on. I, I, that's what I want you to see. You see, while you're working, while you got the mind to work, the devil was still attacked. But again, I said that believers need to learn how to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to learn how to fight. <laughs> Do this for me now. Listen, not me. He said, you learn how to fight, not me. <laughs> the Bible says in that same passage of Scripture in uh, Ephesians 6, he said, we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in what? High places. When you learn about your opposition and who your opposition is, then now it puts you in a place that you become equipped for that opposition. If all I had to fight was you, then there are certain things I won't even worry about getting. You, 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 you understand? Because I assess that, okay, I got what it takes to handle you. Okay. But then now if, I get, if I meet up with three or four of you, then I got to go back and reassess now. I say, wait a minute now. You, you know, my opposition now is greater, so I need to find out. Come on. Since we understand that folk are not our opposition. Look at your neighbors. You're not my enemy. Look at you. You've never been my enemy. And you never will be my enemy. Come on. When we understand who our opposition is, then we have to understand now how do I resist or launch a counterattack Mm, you say, Kabaha. Oh, man. Look at what the Word of God said. We don't have to search. The Bible said in that same passage of Scripture now, in 6th and the 10th verse, chapter in the 10th verse, it said, Finally, brethren, what? Be strong where? In the Lord. 
you're going to be opposed. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have challenges. But in the midst of your challenges, what? Be strong. Where? In the Lord. You don't have in and of yourself what it takes to deal with the opposition that's coming. Come on. But what? Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of what? His might. That's why I love the song that was sung on this morning. You are my strength. God, you are my strength. Strength like none other. God, I'm not foolish enough to think that I can go against the enemy in and of my own self. God, you are. My strength. David said in the 121st Psalm, he said, Will I lift my eyes, what, unto the hills, what, what, from whence cometh my help, what, my help, what comes where? Oh, God, we can never forget that our help and our strength is in God. My strength for battle is in God. You're going to be attacked, but finally, brethren, be strong. In the Lord. Being strong in the Lord requires something on your part. It requires something on your part. What do you mean, Bishop? Just because I'm in him, <laughs> and I, I'm in him, and he's in me, and we got a good thing going on. Come on. But being strong in the Lord means that I'm living inside of his strength. I'm living with a mentality that, God, you are my strength. I'm also living with a mentality also now that I'm sure anything that comes my way, you, you, you know, sometimes something comes your way, shove it off. I shift it off to God. Come on, I shift it off to God. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said in First Peter, the fifth chapter, and I think it's somewhere around the sixth verse, it said, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, what, uh, um, and he will exalt you in due time. And then it said, what? Casting all your cares, what? Upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. See, what we don't realize is that's a... a, a, a a fight strategy for believers is to learn how to cast your cares on him. We'll walk around burdened down with cares. Oh, God. My children this and, and my children that. Oh, God. Folk on my job doing this and, and all that. And the more we carry it, the more burdened down we get. And the more burdened down we get, the less operable we are inside of the work of God. Come on. But the Bible said what? Cast your cares. How many, how many of you got cares in your life now? God said, cast them on me. If you say I'm your strength, why are you going to worry and carry these burdens instead of, I, God said, I can bear them. Casting all your cares upon him. Why? Because what? He 
cares for you. You know what the Bible also says in, 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 in Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse, it says, now, uh, be careful for what? Nothing. In other words, don't get stressed out about anything. You're going to have a tax. Everything ain't going your way. Come on. Life itself will bring hardships and difficulties, even for believers. Come on. But my Bible says, when we begin to understand the strategies of the enemy, he said, now, don't get stressed out. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get stressed out. He said, be careful for nothing. Why? To be careful for nothing but what? In all things, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Now let me go back to my story. Here, Nehemiah and the children of Israel were under attack. And they made a declaration that we are going to fight and hinder this work that they are doing. We're going to hinder this work that God said he's going to do here in this city. We're going to hinder the work that God said he's going to do in your life. Oh, sure, you say God's going to use you and God has anointed you, but I'm going to launch an attack against you to totally take your mind off of that. But I want you to understand something. What happened, if you could put that on the, scre on the screen for me, put that, if you could uh, uh, put it in uh, um, the Amplified, if you have it, if not, don't worry about it. But I, I want us to see something here because uh, 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 I want to sort of work through this here for just one minute. Hmm. Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. Nehemiah, four. And the ninth verse. You see, what we do when the enemy attacks Oh, Lord, here we go again. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, I'm so tired of the devil bothering me. Oh, Lord. And begin to sing the blues. Oh, just soon, soon as I, soon as I get ready to start working, the devil come again. My God, I don't know. Why? Why is everybody always picking on me? And, and we even, we, we even got it now, you, you, you know, and this is a good slogan that we use in the church. I'm picked out to be picked on. And we think that's, you know, a, 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 a glorious thing. But most of the time when we are saying that, we are saying it from a position Oh, Lord, I, I'm, I'm just picked out to be picked on. Uh, you, you know, no, 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 no. We need to understand. What you, if it's one thing you need to understand, it's because the enemy is attacking you, it's because he's threatened by what uh, he believes. What either, let me show you, he's threatened by either what you're doing or he's threatened by what he sees that you can become. Come on. So in reality, when you find yourself constantly under attack, you ought to say, God, I thank you. There's something that you got for my life. There's something that you want to do or something that I'm doing that's got the enemy shaking in his boots. But God, I'm going to stay right here because I know you are my strength. But what we do, we begin to sing the blues. Here we go again. 
But if you look at the ninth verse here, when they became, they came under attack, uh, the Bible said what? But we prayed to our God. And because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. We didn't just pray. But we positioned ourselves. We set up a guard because we understood that they were going to come this way and they were going to come that way. So we prayed and we set up a guard against them day and night. How many of us, when the enemy come against us, we have set up a guard against him? I know how he's coming. I know how he normally attacks. So God, right now, I'm going to set up a guard. What are your words say about that God I'm, I'm, come on let me show you this go to the next verse go 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 to the 14th verse because that's that's fair this is the amplifier <laughs> and the reason why I've jumped those verses because in the middle of those verses between uh, uh, um, 9 and 14 uh, we find that the people, children of Israel were talking about their taxes, how they're going to come and oh, what they say. They say this and they're going to de defeat us. They're going to destroy us. They're going to stop. But then I, I want you to understand Nehemiah. When Nehemiah heard that, the Bible said, when I saw, Nehemiah said, when I saw their fear, and that's what I'm, 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 I'm here today. When I saw their fear, I stood and I said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, when I saw what the enemy was doing in them, and, and the enemy was really beginning to get to them, and they were really beginning to second-guess themselves, second-guess the power of God, I stopped and I said to them, don't be afraid of them. You ought to look at your neighbor and say, do not be afraid of them. He said, confidently, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. I don't care about what the enemy is saying. In the midst of his attack, in the midst of his planning, don't be afraid of him. Confidently know that our God is an awesome God. Come on, we'll sing it with all of the jubilance that we can muster up. But when the attack comes, then we are ready to just squander down. No, in the midst of the attack, do not be afraid of them. But confidently remember that the Lord is great and we have great courage with him. But I, this is what I want us to see. Nehemiah said, fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your homes. The enemy's out there planning that he's going to take this down and he's going to do this and he's going to do that against you. I want you to understand that you don't have to take that. To get courage in the Lord and fight. Fight for your children. The devil telling you he's going to take your son out. He's going to take it. And you know that God has already spoken. I don't care what the devil is saying. Fight for your children. 
fight for your health. The devil said, I'm healed. I don't care. God said, I'm healed. So I don't care what the devil says. I'm going to fight. The Bible, Paul told Timothy, said to Timothy, listen, you need to understand something. You got to fight the good fight of faith. Fight the fight of faith. Look at your neighbors and fight the fight of faith. I love the way Paul said it because when you talk about fighting the full fight of faith, we, we, we're encompassing a, a, a lot inside. The fight of faith is a fight that I got a hold of what God says. I believe it. And I'm going to speak it in the midst of whatever I'm going through. Come on. That's the fight of faith. The fight of faith is not just getting scriptures, but the fight of faith is believing the scriptures that you've gotten and speaking it in the midst of what you're going through. Hmm. The devil will do everything he can to cause you to lose faith in God. But I want to share this with you. If God said it, that settles it. Come on. Is anybody God ever spoken something to you concerning your life? Don't be afraid to hold on to what God says in the midst of despair, in the midst of opposition, in the midst of adverse adversities. David said, we, we love this. And, and one of the things we, we do as believers, we love things that apply, seem to apply to other folk. But David said this, and it's a good word to apply to yourself. When we read the 23rd Psalm, and how many of you know the 23rd Psalm? Most of us probably know it by heart. But there's a passage inside of that. You can go ahead with the music. There's a passage inside of that that says, I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. There are times in my life when I'm going through some things that it seems like death is lurking. Death in my dreams, death in my victories, death in my health. But David said, I didn't quit because I was going through seemingly the darkest time of my life. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I still will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. You ought to look at somebody and say, God is with me. I may be going through some dark times, but God is with me. He told me that he would never leave me. Nor forsake me. I can't see my way, 
But that's all right. I don't have to see my way as long as I keep my hands on him. You, you ever seen a blind person? A blind person, they don't have to see. They keep their hands on the person that's leading them. I may not see my way, but God, as long as you're leading me, you will lead me to tight places. The Bible says this, and I'm going to close. The Bible said this. This is the victory that overcometh the world, what even our faith. The victory that overcomes our opposition is my faith. I still believe God. Y'all, I, I, I believe. I don't care what I'm seeing. I don't care what I'm feeling in my body. I still believe God. Come on. This is the victory that overcomes the world. And the scripture further says in Revelations, it says, they overcame him. We're talking about those that made it in through oppositions and all kinds of difficulties and all kinds of adversarial attacks. But the Bible said they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and what? The word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. I am more than a conqueror. That's the word of my testimony. The devil may be saying something else, but I am healed. Come on. The word of my testimony, because my testimony is tied to what God says. And it's all right to say what God says and not what you feel. It's all right to say what God says and not what you see. The devil wants you to say what you see, but stop saying what you see. Stop saying what you feel and say what God says. Oh, yes, the cycle is broken. I don't care what the devil brought my way this week. The cycle is broken. We shall be everything that God says we are. Come on. Come on. Job said, of all the days of my appointed time, all of this trouble that I've been going through, all of these difficulties that I've been going through, he said, of all the days of my appointed time, I know my change is coming. I'm going to wait right here, and I'm not going to wait with my mind all defeated. I'm going to wait with the victory. God, you are my God. Hmm. I'm going to wait. For my change. My change is my, if change is my healing, I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait believing God. If my change is circumstantial situations in my life that I know God says he's going to do, and if that hadn't happened, I'm going to wait. If my change is a work in the ministry that God says, that he's going to do. I'm going to wait until I see that change. 
Because God is not man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he's spoken it, he'll bring it to pass. Stand to your feet, everyone. <clears throat> Look at your neighbor, if you will. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm not going down without a fight. I need some fighting saints. I need some warriors with me, Sarnet, that would get a fighting mentality. Oh, we're going to fight our way through. Though the vision tarry, we're going to wait on it. God said it. It's going to happen just like God said. Lift your hands to him. And I want you to shout out to him. So I declare that everything that God says concerning my life will come to pass. Every adversarial attack is already defeated. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I shall do, I shall be everything that God says I am and I am to become. I thank you, Lord. For the victory. Come on, my God. Come on, I thank you for it, God. Lift your hands and say, it's mine. Come on, lift your hands and say, it's mine. Come on, I don't care whether you see it or not. It's mine. Why? Because God said it. It's mine. If God said it's mine, it's mine. Come on, I don't care what opposition. It's mine. It's mine. My children shall be saved. My sons shall walk in the power of God. My daughters shall be saved. I'm going to stand on what God says. How many fighters do we have in the room on today? say I'm going to fight I'm going to fight for myself and I'm going to fight for you come on come on if I see you being overtaken I'm going to fight for you I'm not going to talk about you hey, come on. I'm going to fight for you because God's got something for you the reason why the devil is fighting you is because God has something for you. And the reason why you're under attack, he don't want it to happen. So I'm going to fight. For you. Father, we thank you for your word today, God, that it challenged us. 
that we are on the winning side. We are already on the winning side. We don't have to become winners. We are already winners because we are in you and you're in us. God, teach us, Lord. Teach us how to fight. God, your word was rich today. We've heard your word. We agree with your word. But Father, I ask you that you would teach us how to fight. Teach us how to take this word. And use it when the enemy comes. Right now, Father, I stand right now as one of the warriors of this house and I declare that those things that you've spoken shall come to pass. Every attack of the enemy, God, in the power of your spirit, I stand against it right now in the name of Jesus. They're those, God, that you've assigned to us, Lord, to help work the ministry. I stand against every adversarial attack right now that have been launched against them. Mm. Hey, God, I declare victory in their lives, in their emotions, in their minds. And I pray, God, that you have put victorious speech in their mouth. When they wake up in the morning, they wake up speaking, I have the victory. God, I thank you. I thank you for your strength. Because you are indeed our strength. Mm. We stand in total surrender to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Lift your hands and say, I have the victory. Oh, God, I have the victory. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. <clears throat> Are you blessed today? Are you blessed? The songwriter said, I must fight if I must win. <laughs> Increase my courage, Lord. I'll bear the toil, endure the pain, supported by thy word. Hallelujah. It's going to be okay. Look at your neighbor. It's going to be all right. Look at you. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Amen. Take that word, um, saints. Take it. You that are online, take that word. Amen. Digest it. Let it become your motivation throughout the day, throughout your walk with God. Whatever the enemy brings your way, it ain't going down without a fight. Mm -mm, no. God has made me a fighter. In the natural, I'm not a fighter. 
But in the spiritual realm, God has made me a fighter. I'm going to fight. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.